We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we're for the people of Missouri. We're for brewmasters, stockbrokers, beauty queens, and truck drivers. Whatever you do, if you're a Missourian, we're for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John and Nate Bucati with Jake Gutierrez. Just got a tweet from one of our listeners saying that they are really enjoying the interviews we did with Chiefs players. Well, thank you very much. We enjoy doing them. Thanks for listening. Now we'll talk to uh, Tim Grunhard, Chiefs Hall of Famer. What's up, Timmy? How you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, Kansas City. We are on the cusp of another Super Bowl, and I, I just... I want to pinch myself. It's just, it's just unbelievable what a, um, what a great job this organization has done to put a quality team on the field consistently now for, gosh, 10 years. Um, it's been fun to watch. I'm excited for the guys. Uh, I've had a couple people come up to me and say, don't you wish you were on this team? And I said, absolutely <laughs> wish I was on this team. Uh, and then they – Proceed to say, well, you know, are you jealous? And I'm not. Um, it is, uh, Stephen, it, it's not quite like watching, I, and I know how proud you are of watching uh, your son on the stage playing with his band and and uh, doing the things that he loves. And he's so good at it. You take a lot of pride in watching that. And, uh, to, to that extent, uh, that's kind of the way I feel about these guys. You know, they're like little brothers. Um, you know, we're all in the same family, and, and uh, obviously the older brothers didn't get an opportunity to, to do the, some of the things that they're doing, but that doesn't mean we don't enjoy it as much watching them have the success. So congratulations to our Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs Kingdom, the organization, the front office, the coaches, the players, and more importantly, the fans. Uh, just an amazing, amazing run, and uh, I think we all should enjoy it. Here is a uh, something else for the forty winers to complain about. Uh, did you see that uh, members of the forty ers are not happy because uh, they were woken up early uh, by a six a.m. fire alarm at the forty ers <laughs> hotel, and so uh, Nick Bosa. Christian McCaffrey, um, to say not uh, not happy with that. George Kittle said he jumped out of bed and uh, <laughs> went into the bathroom and closed the door until the noise uh, the, the noise stopped. Uh, nobody was forced to evacuate. As engineers at the hotel said, it was a false alarm. Yeah. Well, so. you know, I can't believe that Taylor Swift would do that. Absolutely. I was going to say, I think I feel like some of my buddies from high school might be in Vegas. Yeah, you know, um, well, Taylor Swift is really the biggest distraction in Las Vegas right now, um, according to all the prognosticators and talking heads all over. Uh, and she's not even in Vegas. No. So uh, she's in Tokyo and I guess coming back for the game. Uh, but uh, she must have one of her surrogates or a Swifty, or maybe she uh, took her pie the jet and flew back and pulled the fire alarm, got back on, and, and went back to Tokyo. Who knows? So. Yeah, hey, uh, the 49ers, it hasn't been a good look for them uh, this this Super Bowl week. Uh, a lot of complaining, a lot of 
interviews that little head scratchers, you know, guys making comments. And I think that Kyle Shanahan um, addressed it. He must have because really the last couple of days it's been better. Uh, but, you know, just, you know, enjoy being there. Uh, you know, it's not you against the world, guys. By the way, you are the favorites. Uh, so, you know, you can't play the underdog card. Uh, they just have been complaining of everything from the practice field now to the fire alarms going off to, uh, you know, that the NFL wants the Kansas City Chiefs to win, to Taylor Swift. Uh, they're thinking about a lot of things as our Kansas City Chiefs basically go about business. And, and I heard they had a spirited practice the other day with the offensive line and defensive line kind of gotten a little bit of a scuffle. That's right up my alley. I love that. Uh, I can't tell you how many times Neil Smith and I would look at each other and say, hey, let's wake this practice up and uh, throw some fisticuffs at each other and, and then give each other a wink as we went back to the huddle and everybody be fired up. And I, and I love Travis Kelsey. It worked because Travis Kelsey even said, you know, woke me up and got some juice in the practice and and uh, you know, it was, it was uh, what we needed. So Hey, the Kansas City Chiefs have done everything right this week. You know what? Because they've been there before, uh, and they and they understand uh, uh, what it takes to to go to Super Bowl sites and and uh, you know go through the practice and all the logistics and media and all that kind of stuff. And then lastly, I, I, there has been some comments of late about well, you know, is it a distraction with the long halftime show and the long pregame show and all those kind of things? And and uh, I've heard some 49er. Uh, you know, players and fans say, yeah, you know, it is a distraction. Well, it's not. It's just part of the deal, man. And the Chiefs uh, have been through it. So, and then it's Chiefs again. So, you know, I, I, it's been a great week for the Chiefs. It's been a very average support week for the 49ers. Let's hope it carries on to Sunday. Hey, before we uh, move forward and talk more about the game, I want to switch gears with you and talk about uh, a different topic that we talked a little bit about yesterday. Um, and we had some some really nice feedback on it, and so I thought you'd be the perfect person to maybe sure. get a story from or uh, something about your former teammate because I, I just can't believe that it's it, you know, 24 years yesterday, uh, the anniversary of, of the passing of Derek Thomas. Um, and so many people have, have, you know, there's been different memes and different pictures, and I, it, I still... I. I mean, I get goosebumps seeing him when there, you know there's a picture of there was one picture of Derek Thomas sitting on the sidelines watching Patrick Mahomes hoist the Lombardi Trophy, and then someone else did a picture of them, you know, if they were teammates walking off the field together. And anyone that uh, you know that, that grew up in Kansas City is a fan of the '90s Chiefs. That 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 still means something to us, you know, because we still think of Derek Thomas as. Yeah, I mean, for so long he was the face of this franchise, and he meant a lot to the city. Um, and and we always use this as a reminder, you know. Twenty four years later, always wear your seatbelt. Yeah. Always wear your seatbelt because hey, I admitted yesterday before that happened, I didn't always wear my seatbelt, but that was something that was burned into my mind when that happened. Uh, always wear your seatbelt because uh, at any point it could end up saving your life. And so, uh, if you don't mind, I would just like to hear maybe something, a story. When you think about Derek Thomas, and and it doesn't have to be about football, it could just be about life, whatever. Uh, what, maybe what's your favorite story when you recall your time with uh, with DT? Yeah, I mean, there's so many stories that you know. Derek and I had a special relationship, and that's one of the reasons why um, I decided that uh, I would give my time and be a part of his uh, uh, charity on the board of uh, 
uh, third and long, uh, which is unbelievable how it, it's continued to grow and continue to help Kansas City uh, and the people of Kansas City, even though he's passed away so many years ago. Uh, so Derek and I had a special relationship. Listen, I was from the south side of Chicago. He was from Miami. Uh, he went to Alabama. I went to Notre Dame. Uh, he played defense. I played offense. But for some reason, we just clicked. Um, I think part of it was because it kind of started, the relationship kind of started with we had the same agent coming out. And uh, so he's one of the first people that I met and talked to uh, when I was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs through my agent. And, uh, you know, he said, hey, listen, you know, come out here and I'll take care of it. Yeah, so um, one of the things, that, especially, you know, Percy Stowe was the first-round draft choice for the Chiefs when I was coming out. And I was obviously the second-round draft choice. I loved Percy. Uh, Percy was a um, an acquired taste, uh, to say the least. Uh, you know, he didn't make a lot of friends. Uh, he was an angry, bitter guy, but I loved him. I mean, he just he just that was his personality, and it really fit for being the position he played linebacker. But so I know where are you going with the story? Well, you know, Percy would fight, um, not literally fight, but you know, hey, you know, hey, go sing your your uh, fight song and Percy would say no and he'd walk away and all the veteran guys were pissed and you know and listen part of the part of the deal was that you know when you're a rookie uh, that not a hazing but part of the deal is you you know you have to get up there and sing whatever they tell you to sing or do whatever you're supposed to do and and uh, he wouldn't do it so of course crap rolls downhill and I was next so you know they would make me do it so, I mean, I, I probably did it five or six or seven times. And finally I said, no, you know, this, I'm not doing it anymore. Because Percy doesn't do it, I'm not doing it. And, you know, the, 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 of course, the veteran guys, uh, the older guys, were all pissed at me uh, because I wasn't going to go do it again. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. You don't, you, Percy's not doing it. He's never done it. And, you know, you guys keep making me do it. Make him do it. If he does it, I'll do it. He wouldn't do it. So, of course, there was kind of a, a brouhaha about it. And Derek Thomas stood up and, and he walked up to me and he said, listen, you're done singing a fight song. Yeah, no more. And I'm going to sing my fight song for you guys. And, uh, you know, something just little like that, like sticking up for a, a rookie. And, and uh, you know, from that point on, I'll never forget, we used to do the show down at the levee. Uh, and uh, Sarah and I, one night, um, <laughs> we had to stay at the, uh, at the Embassy Suites right next to the <laughs> – uh, the levy because uh, we partaked in too many Alabama slammers oh, with no. Derek. Um, you know that was just him. I mean, he loved life. Uh, he, he loved being around people. Uh, he he had a, a heart of gold. He had the attitude of a of a and, and this isn't a negative thing. He had the attitude and kind of the personality of a child. He just he had FOMO. He did he did not want to miss out. Uh, he just enjoyed life so much, and uh, to me, uh, when we lost Derek, we lost that spark. Uh, we lost, we lost a lot in in the Chiefs kingdom, and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones and and uh, McDuffie and and Snead and and uh, of course Creed Humphrey and all those guys. They brought it back. They brought back that spark. Uh, they lit it again. And to remember Derek Thomas, number 58, the 58th Super Bowl, is awesome. And I miss him. I think about him every day. I really do. Um, and, you know, I wish that we had the opportunity to play in a Super Bowl together and win a Super Bowl together. We didn't. 
But once again, kind of circling back to how I started the show, Derek Thomas looking down with a smile on this team, just like the guys on the in the 90s that won a lot of football games and were great, great football teams and never had the opportunity to win a Super Bowl. We look and we live vicariously through these guys, and we're so happy for them and so blessed to be a part of this organization. And, and man, I, I miss them every day. And if I could do one thing in my football career, it would be hand the Lombardi trophy that we won to Derek Thomas. didn't happen. But I, I really, truly believe that his spirit is going to be on that field this weekend. Well, you know, Grunny, we were talking about the, the the context of how great, like you said, so many great players on those teams that you were a part of that many deserve, I think, more consideration for the NFL Hall of Fame. And if they had just been on a team, and we were talking yeah. about it, if they had Patrick Mahomes, they, they'd have won multiple Super Bowls. Heck, if they had Harrison Butker, you guys probably would have <laughs> at least made a Super Bowl, you know, if not won one. But it does go to show what an incredible job they've done, not just of having Patrick Mahomes, but of ha- having basically – they, they've taken care of everything on this team. The way they've they've their, their kicker is is reliable. It just seems like they've they they've gotten everything taken care of to make this team a dynasty. Yeah, and you know what? I, and, I, and Brett Veach has done an unbelievable job, and 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 I love that he really hasn't been a focal point during this week. That's not his personality. That's not really the way that he rolls. But to bring in a guy like Drew Tranquil, all right, yeah. and bring in these guys that that are backups. Uh, Edwards, to bring in these guys that, that, that you know, it's always going to be injuries. You know, uh, Allegretti, there's always going to be injuries. Uh, there's always going to be uh, at times in a, in a season or a game where you need to go to your second team guys, and they've got to be able to have the talent to do it. And I think that's the difference. I really do. And we're going to talk about X's and O's, man. I, got, I, got, I know what Spags is going to do this weekend, and I'm going to explain Ooh. it to you. And the offensive line for the 49ers are screwed. <laughs> absolutely screwed. All right? And I can't wait to watch it. And then, you know, we'll talk a little bit about what I think the offense is going to do. But but Brett Beach has done a great job of giving uh, uh, the uh, the ammunition for this coaching staff to, uh, to go out and do the things that they've done. Don't overlook that. Don't overlook the guys that he's brought in. Don't overlook... Uh, the the signings he's made. Don't overlook uh, the ability to to work with the cap and and keep this team going the way it has. Don't overlook, by the way, um, you know the coaching staff staying solid every yeah. year. Coaches are poached from AFC and NFC championship teams. Chiefs haven't had that. Why? Brett Beach, uh, uh, Clark Hunt, Andy Reid. And, and this organization, keeping their coaches around. Man, all those things, it all comes down to what? Consistency. This team has consistency on the sideline, and consistency on the field, consistency in the drafts, consistency in, and, and free agency. And, you know, listen, they don't make all the right choices and all, they don't have all the right answers. And, yeah, they've, they've had struggles, but overall, you can't you can't complain and you can't doubt what this this team has done, this organization has done, with being in the Super Bowl as many times they have over the last five years. Unbelievable. So, you know that's what the cool thing about this team is, is that um, they have a bunch of really good football players. One to forty three, right? There's forty three guys on the active roster. I believe it is a forty five, um, or no, it's fifty three, fifty three. The, the one to fifty-three is um, 
just solid. And, and that's what it takes to be where they're at right now. All right, Timmy, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to hear exactly what you have to say about Spags and what he has planned for the San Francisco 49ers and why you are filled with confidence. Jake has been wavering. He looks afraid. He looks unsure. You need to fill this young man with confidence as we head into Super Bowl Sunday. We'll do that after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. You got to fight for your right to Welcome back to the Border Patrol. It's a Freaky Friday, Red Friday, Super Bowl Friday, February 9, 2024. Stephen St. John, Nate Bucati, Jake Gutierrez, joined by Tim Gunnar. All right, Timmy, you told us you know what Spags are going to do the 49ers. You're filled with confidence. Anyone out there that is doubting what's going to happen on Sunday, anyone that produces a radio show with a long beard, that acted like he was scared earlier in the show, that infuriated me. Tell these people, tell this producer why the Chiefs are going to beat the 49ers on Sunday. All right, well, let's let's talk a little bit about what Spags, I think, is going to do, and I think we've seen it so far in the postseason. Uh, Spags is going to bring some pressure. He's going to blitz. And uh, he has the ability to do that because he's got a secondary they can cover. He's got a secondary that does a really good job of covering wide receivers. And listen, they have a good wide receiver uh, crew over there, a good wide receiver room. But I think these defensive backs can cover the 49ers wide receivers, which is the first thing that you have to look at. When Stag sat down uh, two weeks ago and said, okay, how are we going to go about our business in this game? And he said, listen, I'm going to go back to what I've been doing. Uh, against the Dolphins, he blitzed 21 times. Against the Ravens, he blitzed 20 times. Uh, and we're going to get to how they're going to blitz here in a second. But just keep that in mind as we as we go through what I think they're going to do. Uh, the Chiefs have utilized the uh, defensive back blitz 108 times this year. Okay. So therein lies the problem for a young quarterback by the name of Brock Purdy. Kyle Shanahan against Spags, the chess match has begun. Okay, so what do you do? Let's just look at what this defense has done with this blitz package uh, so far in the playoffs. Against the Dolphins, it held the Dolphins to seven points, uh, 4.5 yards of play which broke their streak that they had the longest active streak of averaging five yards of play uh, for basically two seasons, right? They've been, they've been moving the ball, but the Chiefs shut them down. And then you go up against the Bills, and they held, held the Bills in passing to, uh, I think it was 4.8 uh, uh, yards per, per uh, completion, which is the lowest in 2018 for that team. And then you go to the Ravens, and they held the Ravens to 81 yards rushing, a team that was led the league in rushing, and uh, they held them uh, under 23 uh, minutes of possession time, which is just unbelievable. So the, the defense is been playing well. Well, how have they done it? Well, first off, Spags has done a really good job of doing what we call four-week or four-strong blitzing. And each defensive coordinator, I don't care if you're in high school, I don't care if you're in college. I don't care if you're in the NFL. And I've coached at every one of those levels. And 
there's always a um, a kind of a uh, a flavor of the week for a defensive coordinator. So as an offensive lineman and as an offense, you, you get out there and you figure out, okay, what is their flavor of the week? What are they going to do against us? Because usually in the first quarter and the second quarter is when they kind of let you know, okay, here's what we're going to do against you. Now they could change things up a little bit, but the basic idea of how you're going to limit an offense is shown with that flavor of the week blitz and that defensive flavor of the week going into the first and second quarter. So what have the Chiefs been doing and what are they going to do this week? Well, the four week and four strong. So when I say four week and four strong, it acts like, well, you're only bringing four? No, 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 no. You're bringing six because you're bringing four off of the weak side and then obviously you have the two defensive linemen strong or you're bringing four off the strong side and you have the two defensive linemen weak. And the Chiefs have been doing this uh, pretty consistently through the throughout the year. So uh, just in the playoffs, looking at the Dolphins game, they had five out of their 20 blitzes were uh, six-man blitzes, which, believe it or not, that's a lot, okay? I mean, people think, well, you know, five out of 20, that's, that's not that much. Well, it really is because most of the time you're, in your blitzing, you're only bringing one. So you're bringing five guys. You're bringing a linebacker or you're bringing a corner or something. Bringing six is a gamble. But the Chiefs have been able to do it, and they did it against the Ravens, too, where they did it uh, seven times in 20 uh, blitzes against the Ravens. So what does that mean? So four weak or four strong means basically, okay, so we're going to dial it up where we're bringing Gay and maybe McDuffie, right? Or we're bringing Gay and maybe uh, Tranquil or, or Bolton. Or we're uh, we're gonna bring uh, a big, uh, you know, maybe Sneed or or Edwards. Uh, you know, they, they dial up where they're bringing a defensive back with a linebacker, and you can pick that up, uh, but it, it it really tests your offensive line because what you're gonna do on the defensive line, and, and I'm trying to put this together so that you guys understand it, and it's and it's kind of hard, but. What you're trying to do is you're going to take your defensive end and your defensive tackle, and they're going to slant hard inside against this offensive line. By the way, Trent Williams is an unbelievable offensive tackle. He's more of a mauler. He's not the best athlete in the world. He's a mauler. He's a big, physical, tough guy, a little like uh, Brown was uh, here, but a better better football player. He's just better. Uh, and then Banks is a guy that I know very well who is one of Colin's best buddies at Notre Dame. Big guy, big mauler but they struggle with movement. So what you're going to see is you're going to see the defensive end and defensive tackle slanting down across the faces of the tackles and the guards, putting pressure now on that center because now he's not going to be able to get out or to push off to pick up that linebacker that's coming to that side. And then you got one more. So that's why you're seeing the Chiefs have a lot of, uh, um, of uh, uh, success getting that defensive back to the quarterback. So now the, now the quarterback has got to make a quick decision against man defense. If you don't have guys that can cover back there, then you can run into some issues. But the defensive backs have been like glue on wide receivers of late. They're doing an unbelievable job. There's nowhere to go with the ball. So either A, you're going to try and force it somewhere, or B, you're going to throw it away, or C, you're going to take a sack. And the Chiefs have been, had done a great job of bringing this four weak and four strong. The offensive line for the 49ers is a big 
physical offensive line, but they struggle a bit in pass protection, and they struggle mightily with movement. The Chiefs are going to implement a movement up front with their four defensive linemen, and they're going to bring four weak or four strong, whatever the flavor of the week blitz is against Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy's going to struggle to make that adjustment. A young, inexperienced quarterback. And by the way, I want to preface it by saying I'm a big fan of Brock Purdy. I, I, I love the guy. I loved him at Iowa State. I love his attitude. I love his toughness. I love his the way that he overcame being the last guy in the draft picks, and now he's starting the third-string guy. Obviously not rooting for him. But the, the, the truth of the matter is he's an inexperienced quarterback that is, lacks a little bit of um, uh, of – of uh, knowledge when it comes to uh, what the Chiefs are going to try and do to him with some of the blitz packages. So I feel really comfortable with the Chiefs being able to limit Brock Purdy. What they have to do is they got to tackle because McCaffrey and, and Debo Samuels and those guys, when they get the ball, they're going to try and get the ball to them quick and get yards after catch with either the handoff or pass. The Chiefs have got to tackle. And Kittle, another guy. The Chiefs do struggle against the running backs and the tight ends out of the backfield. And they're going to have to tackle and do a good job of handling that. And why do they struggle with that? Because they're bringing somebody. And so if you're bringing somebody, you know, if you don't get there in a timely fashion, somebody's going to be open. So the Chiefs have got to get there. they got to get there in time. And they got to do a good job of tackling once the, guy, the ball is out of the quarterback's hand. All right. How's it going to play out? What's the score going to be? Jake is uh, depending on you to make his final wagers on DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what the spread is now. I think it was two. three and a half. The, the, the Niners are favored by two. And oh, the, wow. the, the, over, the over-under is 47 and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the Chiefs win by uh, at least four. I, I got them winning 28-24. Uh, I think the Chiefs, once again, I think the first half is going to be tight. I think it's going to be a nail-biter. But I think the second half, the Chiefs defense, like they've been doing basically the whole year, and especially in the playoffs, they're going to buckle down and and hold uh, hold McCaffrey and, and Kittle and Debo Samuel down a little bit in the second half. And the Chiefs, I think they're going to have the ability to score. Probably won't be a lot. I think going into halftime, it could be like something like, 21, 14, or something like that, or and and uh, the Chiefs could be up, uh, but I I don't think a lot. There's going to be a lot of scoring in the second half, but I think the Chiefs win this football game. They bring home another Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. It, it basically comes down to this, Jake. I, I know you're listening. But on, it really Jake. comes down to this. I'm listening. It just comes down to this in the NFL. Who's got the better quarterback? I mean, it really, it, when it Jeez. all comes down to nut-cutting time, yeah. it's an NFL-driven, <laughs> it's a quarterback-driven league. It really is. I mean, yeah, you know, you get, McCaffrey is a, a, he was, hey, offensive player of the year. Uh, they, they, they have a Debo Samuel, he's been banged up, and he's a hell of a wide receiver. But it really comes down to which quarterback do you trust the most? And the NFL has been set up this way. And that's kind of the why people bitch and moan and complain so much that the Chiefs get all the breaks, blah, 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 this and that. Well, it's because they have the better quarterback. He makes his own breaks. He does those kind of things. So the Chiefs win this football game because they have Patrick Mahomes. It's as simple as that. Everything else is kind of a wash. 
Other than maybe I would say that the 49ers might have a little bit of advantage in the running game running with McCaffrey. But remember, the 49ers defense sucks against the run. They suck. Yeah. They're, they're like 24, 25, or 26 against the run. They suck. So, you know what? Pacheco, he, he's going he's gonna to try to match the intensity and the enthusiasm of McCaffrey, and it's going to be a good thing for him. Man, this is going to be great. Kansas City, enjoy it. Man, if you're not there in Vegas, which you're obviously probably not because you're listening to the show or you're listening to that, which is fine. But the reality is, hey, listen, put your feet up, watch this game, watch this generational football team with generational talent and a coach that I believe should have been the damn coach of the year this year with all the things that he had to put up with. He didn't get, with, he didn't get one vote, Timmy. It's ridiculous. He didn't get one vote. It's absolutely ridiculous that not one Kansas City chief was even mentioned in that show. That's why I won't watch that damn show anymore. I I'm didn't watch it either. I'm done with the Grammys. I'm done with the Oscars. And now I'm done with Easy the NFL red carpet bullshit show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. Let's go. <laughs> and don't cut my dead swear word out. Nah, we leave it in. There ain't no, there ain't no dump button here. We leave hey, man, this it is, in. Yeah. It it's Super Bowl week. It ain't the first time that Freddie's been fined, baby. <laughs> That's what I wanted. That's what I was trying to dig out of you. Yeah. Let's go. All right, Timmy. I'll text you after they win, all right? Let's, let's go. I, I don't know what I'm going to do now. i got to go work out or something. I'm yeah, <laughs> bubbling around. All right, guys. You need you a know, drink. All right, Timmy. Push a car around or love something. Love y'all. Yeah. Love my, I love my 810 family. I love the yeah. kingdom, man. I'll, I'll tell you what. I can't I can't be happier for guys like, you know, Steve and, I, and, and, and Nate and Jake. You guys grew up here. And, Steven, I love that picture of you and Duran when you're a little little chubby kid on the field. That's right. Um, you know what? God, this is awesome. It's just so great. And, and I'm so happy for the fans of Kansas City, and just enjoy it. Let's go get another Super Bowl. And you know, uh, Clark, uh, I mean, excuse me, Lamar and uh, and Derek are up there with with Marty and Gunther, and uh, they're they're sitting up there. They're watching the game together. That's right. Together and they're loving it. Timmy, we love you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. That's Tim Grunhard. We'll be right back after this to wrap things up on WHB. Welcome back to the last segment of the week. Thank goodness. Nate, tell people where they can go if they are a little still looking for a fun place to watch the game. Yeah, so the Power and Light District, that has become, we all know this in Kansas City, that's the uh, the watch party headquarters for every big event when it comes to sports in Kansas City. Uh, go to kcliveblock.com slash events if you want to uh, get yourself some tickets because uh, you got to get your tickets ahead of time. And uh, it's going to be packed, man. They're going to open up the place. Um, at 11 o'clock, and we're going to have entertainment there. Loud Luxury is going to be playing a concert for a couple of hours. Um, and it's just, it's going to be fun, man. So, again, go to, go to powerandlightdistrict.com slash events. Powerandlightdistrict.com slash events. Get your tickets. Get there early. We'll be having fun all day, and I'll see you there on Sunday. Jake, where are you watching the game? At home. I'm not allowed in public. That's right. No, I'm, I'm hoping to start working on the uh, on the victory montage about three quarters to the game. Wow. Ballsy. 
I'll be with the fam at an undisclosed location. Enjoying a delicious spread from Emo's Pizza, I can oh. tell you that. I can promise you that. You're hungry right now. I am hungry right now. I'm hungry for another Chiefs Super Bowl victory. That's no joke. You're, you're, you have an insatiable appetite when it comes to that. I do. I absolutely do. There's never enough. Think about this. Think about this, people. And it's all inclusive. We're all, you know, one big family in Chiefs Kingdom. But especially for those of us that grew up in the 80s and 90s and that remember the heartbreak the heartbreak of Lynn Elliott, the heartbreak of Elvis Grabackup, the the heartbreak of Nick Lowry missing that field goal against the Dolphins, the no punt game. The early years of Andy Reid when Alex Smith was good but not good enough. And then Patrick Mahomes was delivered unto us. Travis Kelsey became the greatest tight end in football history. And the Chiefs will be playing in their fourth Super Bowl in five years. And so for all those people that went all through all those lean years, all those heartbreaks, all the disappointment, look what the payoff has been. Look what the payoff is. We're a couple of days away from watching this team have a chance to become the first team in 20 years to win back-to-back Super Bowls. A true dynasty. And we, we and, and guess what? We, we went through that. I truly believe you have to go through devastating losses and heartbreak before you can reach a mountaintop. Just like the Chiefs had to go through that loss to the New England Patriots in the championship game before they could reach their goal of winning a championship the next year. A large group of these players had a chance to win back-to-back Super Bowls. And I'll be honest with you, I took it for granted. I thought they'd beat Tampa. But it didn't happen. But now, just a couple of years later, they're back again with another chance to win back-to-back effing Super Bowls. We're not talking about one and done. We're not talking about flash in the pan. When they win on Sunday, there will be three Super Bowl championships in five years. Exactly right. That is a dynasty. That is awesome. (laughs) And we're here for it. We're living it. We're watching it. We're breathing it. We have hung around long enough to be the villains. All right? The rest of the NFL, they hate us because they ain't us. And on Sunday, the Chiefs are going to go out there and piss everyone else off (laughs) except Chiefs Kingdom and the Swifties. Because Chiefs Kingdom and the Swifties have combined forces. And you cannot stop the Chiefs Kingdom combined with the Swifties. Because we're going to go out there as one big family and kick San Francisco 40 Winers' ass on Sunday. And then we're going to stay up all night. 
We're going to get crazy on Sunday night. I'm not going to sleep. You're not going to sleep. And we'll meet back here at 6 a.m. on Monday celebrating another Super Bowl championship with your Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go! So say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again, let me tell you. Come on. Get away from the bad guy. There's a bad guy coming through. Better get out of his way.